Welcome, everybody. Today we have an exciting episode. I've got a great guest for you. We are going to be talking about the impact of education and children and work-life balance of parents that has been happening throughout the coronavirus pandemic. So today with us, we have Rebecca Pastor. She is a CEO and founder of Care for Organic Skin Care, and she's also the mother of a four-year-old who is in preschool a seven-year-old who was in first grade, and a nine-year-old who was in third grade during the whole pandemic. So we're gonna talk, get into a lot of details and talk about some exciting things about how this has been affecting people because it is a big issue. So welcome, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. We're excited to have you. I think this is gonna be a really interesting topic. I'm excited to talk to you about this. All right, so before coronavirus happened, let's, let's start out with the before. So you're, you're working basically full-time, you, you work from home, you're raising three boys, you have a family. What, what was your typical day and week like before coronavirus happened? So let's get into like January. What's a typical week like for you or a typical day? Um, busy, crazy, chaotic, because you know any mom will tell you that life with children, um, any amount of children is intense, especially three little boys. Um, and running a company almost as a one woman show, um, and trying to squeeze in a little bit of self-care in there all at once and take care of a home. You know, everyone has their own responsibilities, but it, it was a lot, it was busy, but it was fun and doable. Um, and I basically get up at six, bring the big boys to school, get them ready and sent off, entertain my preschooler. Then I had this magical nine to 11 window of which I worked, um, which consisted of shipping orders, gathering orders, uh, retail runs, production pickups, um, client support, marketing, a lot of different things. And um, I would also use that time to exercise if I found the time, um, clean up after them, and then I'd have to go pick up my littlest, entertain him the rest of the day until the big boys came home, homework, and you know, you name it. So basically those two morning hours a day were precious to me. And that's when I got my things done. So you, your kids were involved in school. So all three of your kids were in school. Your, all three of your kids were doing activities after school, whether that be Cub Scouts or sports or anything. So how, mm -hmm. what did school and those activities mean for your children? Was that an, import, an important part of their lives? Yes, it was an important part of all of our lives as busy as it was. Um, you know, we really took it for granted in some ways, um, you know, oh, you know, soccer tonight, Cub Scouts this night, um, entertaining them, getting making play dates and whatnot um, felt like a lot. It was a big job, but we're missing it so much that it was it meant everything to them. The socialization, their classes, their teachers, um, they just really, really love school and they loved all their activities and miss them very much. So we start out with this, you know, we start hearing about coronavirus in the news and it gets all of a sudden there's like this earlier mid-March where we get this, it, it, some people are calling it like it was like Friday the 13th. It was like this huge day where all of a sudden, like it just seemed like all schools across the nation, businesses shuttered. And at first when this was shut down, we thought that this was almost, we were treating it like a snow break or a hurricane coming, like, you know, we're going to be off for a few weeks. So there wasn't really any prep for the school at that point for a lot of schools. Um, how did the kids react to this break? And did you have to talk to them about social distancing? How do you talk to a seven and four year old about social? Like, what did they think? Well, when this all first happened, I was hesitant to say anything leading up to it in the weeks leading up to it. Um, 
until we knew for sure something was going to be affected school-wise. And, you know, my oldest was signed up for a talent show. Um, he was in third grade and he was going to do a ukulele song. He was getting so brave for it. And we were all really excited for things like that. But as it crept closer to Friday the 13th, March 13th, um, we swiftly realized that things were going to change pretty drastically. So we definitely had some chats, um, but it's funny because they actually came home with the topic themselves and they heard a lot of rumors in school. My middle child thought coronavirus was a monster. Um, uh, my oldest was worried that um, he would catch it just from you know being yeah. outside sure. and things like that. So we had big talks about the reality of what was going on, try to calm their fears, ease their nerves, but also tell them, you know, the reasoning things were going to happen pretty swiftly. We didn't have any closure at school because while they canceled the event, such as the talent show, um, the county actually didn't cancel or close school. It was the state that ended up doing it for us. So mm -hmm. they didn't get to say goodbye to anybody, pack up their belongings um, or anything. So fast forward to when we you know the reality um we didn't talk up to them about social distancing at first because we were able to keep them home with us and we're very very grateful we have a lifestyle that um we were both able to stay home with the kids we didn't have any um you know work requirements outside of the home so we were able to stay put for a while and do all of our outdoor activities um, pretty fun and easily. We added, you know, backyard camping when the weather got nice. We added hiking um, trails in the neighborhood that we hadn't done prior, brother sleepovers in the living room, movie nights, and made the most fun of it we possibly could. Um, as for when we started, did, you know, started seeing people outside a little bit here and there, then yes, we did talk about social distancing. But, um, Again, we didn't want to instill fear into them, just a little bit of the reality of uh, what we're trying to do and why. Sure. So once we found out that this was going to be a permanent thing, potentially months longer or probably the whole school year, you know, we're still like we were still at that point wondering, is this going to be this whole school year? Um, how did the school react? Did, did your school that your kids go to, did the, the preschool or the elementary school have a plan? Did other schools, you know, from talking to other parents, was there a plan at first or was this kind of like just thrown on the school? Like, did they know what to do? I think it was, we can nationally say everyone was winging it just a little bit. Um, from knowing other teachers and fa having family in other regions of the country, sure. California, up north, um, a lot of things were being done differently and everyone was clearly doing their best in an unprecedented situation. Um, some schools just threw it all on the kids immediately. Some didn't hear from their teachers for a couple of weeks or the school system at least. We um, are very thankful we're part of a year round school. So after that first initial week of shock and kind of settling into our new reality, we my boys had a three week break off. And rather than push through that, the school honored that three week break for all the teachers and all the students said, look, take your break, let us do our thing, and we'll be in touch following the three-week break. And at first I was like, you know, oh no, I need something school-wise to do with them. But as we got into our routine, I was really, really grateful for it. We were able to go to the beach and do, uh, you know, take hikes at a battleground park and do a lot of different things while learning incidentally, um, which was really, really, for us and um 
you know, we took advantage where we could. How did the kids react when you told them you're going to be taking, you're not going back to school, you're going to be working, taking your class from home? How, how did they react to that? Once we started the distance learning, um, they didn't love it. Um, my oldest, his personality and age probably enabled him to get the work done with less than an hour and a half a morning and then have his free time. Um, my seven-year-old was more of a, I realized, I learned every day with them that, you know, he needed his own space. He needed to be with me alone. I had to look over his shoulder. I had to give him tons of breaks. We had to just do what we could, and I didn't want to force it all on them. Um, and he would get the most emotional. Um, and then the youngest was entertaining himself half the time, which I'm sure a lot of moms can relate to, to ages, you know, four and younger of kind of a free-for-all and I'm lucky that he wasn't kind of a toddler getting into everything he was old enough to kind of play on his own while we were doing this but um you know he was happy enough but definitely missing his friends they all miss their friends greatly whenever they had a zoom call with the class they just lit up uh they were kind of sad afterwards I noticed but during the calls they were so happy and a lot of the apps we used through the school enabled them to share, make and share their own videos. And it was really sweet to hear what they had to say about missing their class. Um, I held off on discussing, well, you're not going back this school year. That was it until we knew for sure, because I knew they'd be sad and I made it as positive as possible, but they were. Um, all three of them took it a little differently, reacted a little differently, but they were sad. They couldn't believe that their grade was just done and they were moving on to the next grade sure. for sure. So what what was the class like? Like was this was there work to do by themselves? Was there was this online where they would meet you mentioned kind of both of those. Was it just a combination? How often did they meet with their class or teacher live via Zoom? Um us personally it varied by grade. My oldest met weekly. Um he only met with his whole class in the very beginning and the very end but he did small group zooms every week and they would incorporate a scavenger hunt or you know charades and it was really really sweet and like i said he lit up and loved it so that was a little more for fun and connection um and his teacher was always great with doing a chapter read aloud and uploading it to youtube for the kids if they wanted if they were missing that aspect of it but not required um, and my middle child Zoom was every other week. And again, it was only a couple of times with the whole class. It was more of small groups. And um, he loved it as well. And that was more for fun, you know, fun learning. But in between all of that and daily, basically we had, we were given a weekly calendar okay. and there were daily activities and weekly activities and daily things were expected. Warmups they got used to, some apps they loved, some apps they didn't. And um, they also had to do their weekly work. They could do it at any pace that was expected to be completed by the end of the week. And usually we could tackle it all. Some weeks were a little more emotional than others and we kind of stepped back and the teachers were wonderful at not never ever pressuring the kids at all. Um, it was just a lot of apps. You had to fully um, lock, figure out you know, the login and saving the login on each different devices we use for each different kid, which we were very lucky to have to use. But it was a lot of apps, a lot of all over the place. Now, were these, were these like, could you do everything from the computer or did you have to use a phone to access the apps? No, either or. Okay. So either or. Now, mm -hmm. what did the district do for, like, did your school reach out or your district in case if you did not have a computer or something like that so that you could participate? 
We did. Um, they did. I'm sorry. They did. Um, they sent us an email asking if anyone needed a Chromebook, which the kids were already familiar with using. Uh, it required a pickup, you know, but I, I was told that there might be children that didn't have any devices to use at home. They might not have one for every child. So we refrained and avoided that altogether. Sure. We used a laptop, a desktop, a phone, um, you know, iPad or tablet work too. And we just used what we could and kind of got the feel of, oh, this activity works much more easily on a phone when we want to use our finger to draw on something or in the Zoom calls work much better, you know, when we're using our computers with the cameras kind of thing. Sure. So we, we figured it out as we went along. And I know that like, you know, for kids that didn't have the technology that a lot of the internet providers were providing free internet during school days for those children. So it seems like between that and your district, those kids who might not have everything were probably at least covered a bit. So did this involve um, a lot of your time like did you have to like how much time did it take you as a parent to guide your kids through that because normally they're in school they weren't did you have to facilitate this process yes it took I dedicated I dedicated a lot of my time um, you know hours a day between the feeding the entertaining the get keeping them active and I'm lucky enough that I could put my business to the side, um, you know, had it fully prepped and do as minimal work as possible for it while keeping it alive and steady. But could I do, you know, anything creatively that I had hoped to do? No, the kids came became my full priority. Their schooling became my full priority. And once they got into the distance learning after their break, I made sure that their weekdays looked different than their weekends. So we had something to celebrate at the end of the week. And, um, you know, it was just a whole nother readjustment. So do you think that your kids actually learned during this period? Did they, do you think they advanced and got anything from this? Or do you think they just like kind of stayed at the same place they were? Do you think there was any learning gained? Some learning, not much, um, not to the fault of anyone or anything, but um, I really liked how he, uh, my middle child's first grade team rotated teaching the new material and the lessons between them pre-recorded, not live. So there wasn't pressure to be there at a certain time. Um, and he would have to listen and watch them and then do the work. Now, was he engaged as if he was in class? Not at all. He, he for whatever reason, he thrived in the classroom for the same type of lessons he did not hear. So I had to be over his shoulder helping him, learning it with him, discussing it with him. And um, it, so that took a lot of time and effort. But did he learn it? Yeah, he picked up on it, thankfully. Can every child do that for every topic this way? I doubt it. Um, and my oldest in third grade, there were a few new things. You know, we we I went over fractions together with him, improper fractions that were new to him, and he picked it up pretty well. But again, I had to be right there on top of them. And I can't imagine what full-time teachers with children or full-time working mothers outside of the home or even remotely would do when they couldn't do that. So in our case, yeah, they learned some as much as we could. But I think a lot was review, especially because it was the end of the school year. Sure. Um, I don't think they learn a whole lot of new anyway. 
So how did the kids react to missing like big milestones, like not being able to say goodbye to their class at the end of the school year? There was no more end of the school year parties. You had a preschooler who would have been graduating preschool. That's a big occasion yeah. for preschool kids. Did the school do anything for them to help them like get over that a little bit or what kind of things happened? How did the kids react? Um, we found, we found our own closure and the school definitely helped that in all different ways. I'll start with my preschooler. He was four at the time. He didn't know what he was missing. He didn't know what a pre-K graduation was. Mom did, and it's my baby. So I was sad about it. Um, so when graduation day, well, back up to picking his stuff up at school, we did this drive through on a rainy day. The teachers had masks on. He covered his mouth, like just as a reaction got his things through the car and it was, it was not great. It was not a fun, happy goodbye. Mm -hmm. This was earlier though. Um, come graduation day at the end of May though, um, you know, I put on that graduation cap and gown. We drove to a school alone and took the big boys dressed up and got some family pictures. And it was really sweet because we all reminisced that my boys had been going there for seven years. Um, they were really proud of him and happy for him. They posed for these pictures. We talked about the good times we had there, said our goodbyes, found a lot of closure. And then later that afternoon, the director of the preschool surprised him with um, a sweet, sweet gift and said goodbye. And his teacher was in touch also and had given a gift earlier as well. So that, and from there, we've done outside, very distant, play days with his closest from his class swimming and whatnot in the pool and um that all it's helped and it's been enough for him thankfully my um two olders well they ended with zoom calls and um a couple different ways they did a visit uh, my oldest teacher had us swing by her home and we were able to give her a gift and she had this class safari zoom party with everybody on the last day and um, my middle child's teacher surprised him by letting me know, of course, and came with all the assistant teachers that work with him also and brought him gifts, said goodbye. And I mean, it just meant the world to him. So in that way, um, it really, really, really helped. It helped us all, I think. So yeah, they did amazing. So now we're currently in summer. We're in July at this point. And where, the state that we're in, cases are rising. And in many states, that's happening. Um, has the school notified you about the fall? Are there any options? What, what have you heard about <laughs> fall so far? Oh, the fun rumors before an official announcement. Um, I've heard a lot. Um, one thing I will say is that some other elementary schools in our district, the traditional calendar, not the year-round, already have done virtual kindergarten assessments, have already planned their open houses. Our school, I have not heard a peep from in that regard. And I think they're probably wisely, even though we're ready to plan, we are ready to go. I think they're wisely waiting it out until they get something official. Why plan so much when so much can change, sure. especially with our rising numbers. Um, what we have heard is from the governor, um, three different options a b and c a is you know some pr uh, cleaning sanitizing protocols in place but you go every day full-time to school b is a hybrid schedule part remote part in person and c is online only my personal theory in that delaying an announcement about it is that our numbers like you said are rising so much that is now the time to make a decision based on those numbers or since a mask mandate happened recently 
can the numbers go down enough that we all feel comfortable doing an A or B tier? But what do I know? It's just a wait and see. So what do you think, if you had a choice right now based (laughs) on what you're seeing, what would you, what do you think is the best course of action for your kids? And what are some other, what are, what are other parents? What are, what are some of the things you're hearing that other parents might be doing? It varies greatly. Some are all in for going back full time and use the cleaning protocols and hope for the best, you know, learn to live with this. Some are, um, and most think that the B hybrid is near impossible for, uh, you know, obvious reasons, working mothers and fathers and whatnot. And in the hybrid schedule, would children be going to daycares in between and just getting more exposure elsewhere? See the remote learning. I've heard, you know, obviously people with um, compromised immune systems or health issues or living with grandparents that might have those health issues are like, no, you know, only see. And the guess and feeling of a lot is no matter what is chosen, that C might be an option for those who need it anyway, which is really important. Me personally, I'm queen of seeing way too many sides of things at the same time, and it can drive me bonkers. So I am trying to be patient and waiting. But um, I would love more than anything for my children to be back in the classroom in some capacity for mental health. Yeah, for learning, for sure. But for their mental health, for back to normalcy. Um, However, that's if we physically feel comfortable with the numbers that are happening by then in a month, they're supposed to start August 4th. If the mandates of what they're going to be doing in school sounds reasonable and makes sense. And if not, I'm okay with the C, assuming we go back in January. Yeah. I'm okay with just kind of you know, sucking it up, doing this just through the fall to get through it and sending them back in January. I think we could do that much longer would be really, really rough. And that alone will be rough because we're already roughing it sure yeah it'll it'll be interesting to happen you know i'm in higher ed and just trying to figure out what we're doing at the college level um you know i really thank you for providing that you know we're gonna find out in the next month what happens we're gonna see i mean it's it's coming and it's coming fast we're already in july you know we started this quarantine in march three months ago so it, it has went by like that for a lot of people and it's you know, it's going to be really scary and interesting, and I hope everything works out. So I just want to thank you for coming and providing the parent perspective, because I think it's something that we need to hear more from. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I hope I gave some insight for my own little world, but I know a lot of people are in the same boat, and it has not been easy. So props to all the moms out there, and thank you for um, for taking the time. All right, thanks. Have a good day. Okay, take care.